Hey everybody, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie, and uh, man, we're so, so glad you're joining us today. And um, we had a special visitor to the house this morning, Bonnie. Yeah, we yeah, had, we did. Uh, Wildlife we had, management? No, I prefer to call him Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had... <laughs> you didn't, you, I you wasn't prepared for that. Took you for a second? Yeah, it, the Batman visited our house today. Um, yeah. Wildlife management. So, we had uh, we had bats in the belfry. Well, they weren't actually in our attic. We have the attic vents on mm-hmm. the outside, these, you know, mesh things. And uh, we started noticing when we go up into our attic to get things, there's all these bats. Like up, they congregate. Uh, they congregate. Uh, that's their little home. On the screen. On the screen there. And um, and I was like, man, that's great. As long as they're not in here, I'm cool with it. And Because uh, they eat bugs and all that. And uh, but uh, and, and listen, if I accidentally get bit, then psh, bonus. <laughs> I got a superpower. And so, but Batman really doesn't have superpowers. I don't think that's what he? happened to him, no. I think he just got scared by bats. Uh, well, that that's less invasive. That could happen. <laughs> so, uh, there's like 16 of them. There's a ton of them. Yeah, a lot. And so, anyway. A little colony. <clears throat> I'm not as, I can't afford all the toys he has. So, anyway. So, we called wildlife management to come in. And because if they get in your attic. They I can mean, wreck it. Uh, he said, he said it goes from like a, a $500 problem to like a $10,000 problem. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So, uh, so anyway, so there's all these things that, you know, of course, he quoted that they're going to do and that they could do if we want that service. And of course, instantly, because I'm cheap and I can't afford all that, I start thinking, okay, what of that can I do myself? Mm-hmm. And I'll just add that to the list because I got a running list of stuff I've got to do to my house. And if you're an adult and you own a home, then you understand home there's, ownership. there's always stuff. Like we're on a cross space, so I need to get into the cross space and do stuff. And I need... Crawl space vents and attic vents and in the house vents. I don't know if those are real. But anyway, I've got all this stuff uh-huh. that it just, it it's a list that keeps growing. And, and our house was built in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And, and it's in great shape, but it's a house. Mm-hmm. So there's just all this stuff. Maintenance. All this maintenance stuff. It just makes me want to sit on the couch and watch football. It's just so tiring. <laughs> Uh, more I think about it but it's really hard I've noticed that um, when I look around my house and I see all the stuff needs to be fixed or cleaned it's really difficult uh, to be thankful for the fact that we have a roof over it mm-hmm. <laughs> right and mm-hmm. and and that we have food on the table and the bouts are about to be less thankful because <clears throat> they're not gonna have a roof over there that's true and it's you know and 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 as we're approaching uh thanksgiving this week it's um it's the same way in our marriage isn't it right mm-hmm. constantly finding things that needs to be fixed in our in our relationship makes it really difficult to focus on the present and to be grateful for the things that you do have yeah. and um and so you know when you see all when all you can see in your marriage are the problems you have a really hard time Finding the good things in your spouse to be grateful for, yeah, and uh, and looking at everything that's wrong with your marriage—it's it's a really honestly, Bonnie—it's a quick way 
to be miserable. Definitely. So. Definitely. And we try to talk to our kids about that kind of stuff too, that just on the material side of things, mm-hmm. it's like, man, we need to be thankful for what we do have. And there's nothing to make them thankful. Like we just took a family trip to DC and I remember we walked through, we went through the Holocaust Museum. Ooh. That was, uh, that'll, that'll it was you. tough, but seeing how, these kids had to live mm-hmm. you we walk through an interactive thing there at the museum and mm-hmm. it's like it makes them appreciate they got they had <laughs> nothing they really had nothing and look yeah. at what we have and that in the same way in our marriage we want to look and say oh it looks like they're getting along great or look at what vacation they took as a couple and all the wonderful things that's happening with them yeah so i mean by adjusting your focus um and taking on a more grateful attitude which is the spirit of thanksgiving right you can see your marriage and your life through a whole new lens mm-hmm. i love uh, henry cloud is a psychologist and an author and uh and he he wrote a he wrote a, a book he's written many books um but he wrote a book called the law of happiness mm. and he explains this is really interesting and so if you're a parent you're and you have kids of a certain, you're definitely going to want to repeat this to them. Um, he explains in his book, The Law of Happiness, that only 10% of our happiness comes from anything circumstantial. Mm-hmm. That's that's really interesting. 10% comes from of our happiness comes from anything circumstantial. He goes on to say that whether I'm rich or poor, if I get the job I want or don't, if I'm married or single, or I get to live in the neighborhood I want or not, whether I get the car or whatever, um, we get about a 10% bump in our happiness when something circumstantial goes well. Wow. You know, and that's, I mean, a 10% bump feels in the moment really good, but think about a 10% raise. If I get a 10% raise in the moment, right when I get it, that feels really good. But about a month later, it's, I've already outspent that. Yep. Right. And so, and that's really what happens. We get that 10% bump, but then we go right back to a basic set point of who we were, or I mean, who we are as a person, Mm. you know? So we'll get these little, these little chemical uh, dopamine hits or, you know, endorphin things hitting makes us feel better for a little bit. And then we go right back down and we kind of reset. So does that have to do basically that I, as a person am, I live at a level of contentment or happiness or joy at a most of the time, and depending on circumstances, it is up or down. Because some people live at a deficit of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's like some people are just naturally miserable. Well, and I think when when you only look at circumstances, mm-hmm. then circumstances will could can control ninety percent of your mood. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's coming from somebody that's really bad at math. <laughs> Me. So, um, but so what makes up the other ninety percent of our happiness? So he goes on to say it, it's gratitude. Happy people, and this is scientific research. He says happy people do not compare themselves to others. So, the opposite of envy is gratitude. Mm, that's so deep. It is deep. And man, what a great message for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? Is that if we can, if we want to be happy, then we need to be thankful. Mm -hmm. And I find it really interesting that um, in Scripture we see that Thanksgiving opens up 
what? The door to praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and then enter his courts with praise. Yep. And it's the it's the it's the first door you walk through in mm-hmm. the, the Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? Um, tabernacle. Um, and then, in our temple, and then you walk into the inner courts mm-hmm. with praise. Mm-hmm. And so th- Thanksgiving is kind of the key, the car key to, to starting the engine of getting into the presence of God of, of praise. That's so good. And, and so the opposite of envy is gratitude. Mm-hmm. So um, as we approach Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about that today. But first, we're going to have some fun. So Daniel, I've got some Thanksgiving fun facts that I want to share with you today that maybe you knew, maybe you don't. Do you so. know why this sounds like a Christmas song? Why? Because there's no Thanksgiving songs. Right. We talked about that before, but I People have... need to write during Thanksgiving songs. Well, let me just tell you something to right. start out my fun facts. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving Day song. Really? Uh-huh. Before becoming Christmas anthem, Jingle Bells was an 1857 song titled One Horse Open Sleigh. They just knew how to do things better back uh-huh. then. It became so popular Good around December them. 25th that the title was changed to Jingle Bells. Christmas steals everything. See, look at that. So here's another fun fact. The first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade fe- featured Central Park Zoo animals. Yeah. So you know how we have the balloons yeah, going yeah. down the street yeah. and they are in the shapes of animals? Yeah. That goes back to the first one. They actually came, they brought zoo animals I down. I think they should bring it back. I think right? it would be better. No, 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 it's fun. So historians have no record of turkey being eaten at the first Thanksgiving day. Mm-mm. Instead, they had ducks, geese, and swans. I like duck. That Because that was there for the English settlers and Native Americans, so that's kind of what they had. But wait, wait, i got to start the song again. <laughs> Keep going. Speaking of turkeys, female, oh, see, only males um, make the gobble gobble sound. Really? Female turkeys don't gobble. Yep. In fact, male turkeys are even known as gobblers, and females huh. make other noises such as purring and cackling. Purring and cackling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. One okay. more. One more. Black. Do they nitpick females? Uh, rude. <laughs> They constantly remind them. Mm. I was just trying to guess other sounds that they make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, buddy. (laughs) Black Friday, also known as the day after Thanksgiving, is the busiest day for guess who? Plumbers. Sure, it's a big shopper day, but don't forget the drainage (laughs) professionals. Plumbing and drainage companies don't really get their Friday after because guess what? That's all the food you ate the day before. Yeah. Busiest day of the year. Bless them. Well, that's fun. Very fun. So today we're back talking about Thanksgiving and having how to be grateful. Gratefulness in your marriage. Plumber the day after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, my dad was. He was. He was a plumber. Yeah. So yeah. So we're talking about Thanksgiving. And so how in the world, you know, we do look around and. We, you can become so inundated with stuff and and wanting the next and wanting different in your relationship that you're just not even thankful for what you do have. And it, how, how do we? It was well, it was really interesting. Yesterday we're sitting in church and uh, and our pastor had just gotten back from a mission trip to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. where um, he was. It was. A, a, 
with an organization when he went to help teach kids baseball. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know anything about baseball, they produce great baseball players yeah. down there. And so, anyway, he showed the pictures of the field that they played on, and and it's and he said this. He said, "There's not one of you that would let your kids play on this field. Yep. It's got holes and it's got rocks and it's dirt, and that's probably why they're great baseball players because that ball hits that rock mm-hmm. and they know how to respond." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he showed us the homes around it, and it's the homes, so sad. It's just it's really sad, and um, and he explained. And you saw this picture, and he said, "Do you know why those kids that he's, those kids are pointing?" He said, "You know why?" He said, "Because they don't have gloves." Mm-hmm. He said, "Notice that only about half the kids had gloves, and yet, and he said this, they're all incredibly happy." They're all so joyous. He said, they're smiling in the picture. He said, this is the way they are all the time. Yep. And I leaned over to you. Mm-hmm. And I, what did I say? You said it's because they don't compare. They don't, they don't have, they're not comparing themselves to anybody uh, else. I mean, nobody's got anything down there. No, I mean, maybe the other kid has a glove. That's yeah. about it, right? That's yep. about all the more than they, one kid has than mm-hmm. the other. They don't have social media. They don't yep. go to school with kids of varied economic, yep. you know. Uh, incomes, yep. you know, and so they're all very thankful, not because they have more or not because they have less. They're very thankful because they don't compare to anyone else around. Mm-hmm. And uh, President Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. That's so true. I mean, well, and, and with Christmas coming up, you think about you've got these kids. We've always got these lists of things that we want. And then Christmas gets here. We rip into all the presents. We open everything. Oh, thank you, thank you. I love this. I love this. There's this this universal letdown. Oh man, Colby. I mean, uh, so Colby's twelve, and a couple weeks ago, he's just like, I cannot wait till Christmas. Like really? He goes, Yeah, I can't wait till the trees right there. Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking is, is the letdown. Mm-hmm. And he's been saying it. I mean, starting beginning of November. And so for two months, he's looking forward to Christmas. And all I can think of is, it doesn't matter what you get, there's going to be a letdown. Yeah. It's because we get something that's like, well, now we've got what we wanted. We got it. But it, we find there's not any happiness in that thing. No. And we're already looking around going, what did everybody else get? Oh, man, that's cooler than what I got. Mm-hmm. Or that's more than what I got. You know, kids are always going to count the things like how many things were in your stocking how many things were in your i mean it's the comparison i'm so happy with what i've got until i realize oh you got one more thing than i did that's not fair mm-hmm. and as soon as you get it the next day the newer model comes out yep and and it's and it and it is honestly i think it's the danger of where we live mm-hmm. we live in the 1% right and so everything we have is first world issues most yeah. of the most of our we're issues so are first world blessed. issues so blessed. Is that a blessing? I don't know. So blessed for, well, <laughs> you know, you just look at the stuff that, I mean, all the modern things we have. It You walk in, I mean, we're living in a, in a season, in a period of history, in a part of the world where we have things we've nailed to our walls just to look at because they're something to cover yeah. a space yeah. on a wall. Yeah. Just, just decorations. And yet, the thing that everybody's after is happy. Yeah. And none of this stuff makes happy. Mm-mm. So the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves 
are not wise. That's a lot. That's a lot of themselves. Yeah. What does that mean? They're comparing themselves to each other. It's just not wise to look around and compare. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be happy. And man, nothing is worse than being around a person who's constantly discontent and upset with Mm -hmm. their circumstances. Mm -hmm. The the complainer. Mm -hmm. Oh, always wanting (laughs) the next thing and never satisfied. And we've all been that person at some point, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So what's an action step that we can take? Because we all deal with it. Um, if, If the opposite of... Envy is gratitude, and gratitude is what we're going for this Thanksgiving, right? What we're, yeah. it's that's that's what we're going for. How do we how do we do that? Well, first, I think you got to stop and look at what you do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop looking at social media and saying, "Oh, well, you know, maybe take a break from from Instagram and and scrolling and saying, oh, that's what they got. Oh, they've already got that, and this is." You know, it's always the new next thing that, that somebody's got. Stop looking at what somebody else has, ha- has and realize what we have. You know, it's interesting, and this isn't for everybody, but I've just noticed it for our our situation, is our kids our kids aren't on social. Mm-mm. So we made a uh, we made a bet with our kids, or not a bet, we made them an offer a, a few yeah. years ago. Um, they're not getting a phone until, well, Josie got one at 12. Cause she was in school and we need to find yeah, her. Colby's 12. He doesn't have one yet. He'll probably end up getting one soon. And so, uh, but we made him a deal. We said, if you'll stay off social media until you're 16, then we'll give you $1,600 mm-hmm. and you can put that towards a car or whatever you want. And, uh, and if you stay off social until you're 18, we'll up it to 2000 mm-hmm. and, and they didn't have to take it. But we told them, if you do get on social, it's going to be much different than your friends, right? Yep. It's going to be monitored and all this. Well, they both made that deal. And um, and if they make it to the day before they turn 16 and get on social, it doesn't count. Yep. Right. So so none, our kids aren't on social. And, um, and it was just something that now, and it's really easy because their friends will ask, like, well, why aren't you on Instagram or something? And then they tell them about the deal, and their friends are like, Oh, dude, I wish my parents would make that deal. Yeah. So it's really good because they can use that deal as the excuse and they're not pressured pressured about it. Pressured for it. They're actually, their friends are all like, oh, that's that's cool. I wish I could do that. So anyway, I I say that to say they don't, they don't get comparison from there, but there's still a million other ways to get comparison Mm -hmm. or to learn comparison. But when we took them out of school and now we're homeschooling them, that helped. Mm -hmm. And so... That, that has helped tremendously. Yeah. But there's still a struggle mm-hmm. on some level. There's always going to be a struggle on some level because we're human and we have this tendency to always want the next thing, mm-hmm. the next best thing, the next better mm-hmm. thing, or the just to, that's one of the, I mean, don't covet, mm-hmm. you know, is, a, is it one of the there's 10 commandments. There's a reason it's in scripture. There's a reason it's, a, it's one of the commandments because it, it, it's a, it's something that's deep in our heart. Mm-hmm. The discontent with what we have and the jealousy thing is, is a, you know, it's something that it's needs to be rooted out from the heart. But you think about when the, I mean, let's just go back to the first Thanksgiving or the, the pilgrims came over here with a mission and they left a, a place that was established. And although they left for some religious freedoms and different freedoms, they left a place that was, you know, at that time, it was very mm-hmm. affluent. Yep. 
and um, and still is. And they come over here with this mission of my, in mind to a place where there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine that the desire to not be grateful and not be thankful for this new land and yeah. to want to go back or to or to compare and say, well, man, we left that for this. Mm-hmm. They were probably in a place where they needed to be thankful too. And, yeah. Well, and it happened to the Israelites and wandering in the desert. They got out of slavery in Egypt, and they had they had enough. They didn't have a lot, but mm-hmm. they had enough. And they get out in the desert. Oh, we want to go back. We want to go back. But you're free out here, mm-hmm. you know. But you're not having to build all the things for the Pharaoh, and you know, mm-hmm. not having. Well, you know, because we tend to want what we don't have. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's nature. So, how do we stop and look at what? We have. I think the first thing you said is we've got to shift our attention. We have to shift our focus. And maybe that needs to be, you know, that we do take a little media fast for a little bit. Um, it's really funny because uh, not long ago, Colby wanted a new baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then when he didn't get that, he wanted a new Xbox game. And, uh, and, and, and we all go from wanting one thing to another. But I noticed this in that circumstance that it's all he can think about. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten that way. When I want something, yeah. I get focused. I get tunnel vision on it. And then uh, I've noticed with our kids, uh, and if you're listening, maybe your kids do this too, and you probably do it. I, I've done it. We start to think, how can I get it? So when Colby or Josie start saying, hey, can I wash the car? Or uh-huh. what can I sell? I know they're wanting something. Yes. And uh, and so it's all they can think about. And, and then... Um, and then I, I told Colby, I said, if you'll stop looking at bats, you'll start wanting it less. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, it it's kinda like with people. If you start looking at cars, even if you're not ready to buy yet, you're going to want it now. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to learn to shift our focus off of that mm-hmm. and onto what we have. Yeah. And that's, I think, the first step in being thankful is stop looking around and look in. Yeah. Well, and another way to experience, maybe a simple way to experience gratitude, and I mean, you've everybody's done this, but you hear this, but truly sit down and make a list of the things you're thankful for. It's the, that's that old hymn, count your blessings, mm. name them one by one. Maybe take out a piece of paper this week and a pen and write down something you're thankful for about your spouse or your kids or your life in general that, mm-hmm. wow, look how God has blessed us. You know, and every, maybe every morning this week, add something to that list and maybe do that with your kids. I use this as an action point in counseling a lot with people um, when they're experiencing um, some sort of uh, depressed state, you know, um, is let's begin to make a thankful list. And mm-hmm. it's amazing what that simple action every day add a few things to it. And mm-hmm. maybe you do it, you know, I'm going to write one thing about my spouse, one thing about my kids, one thing about my circumstance. And add to that list a little bit every day. And it's really interesting you said that hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Mm-hmm. And when we don't count our blessings, when we're looking outward at everybody else, we fail to see what God has done. Yeah. And God has done amazing things in your life. We just can't see it mm-hmm. because we're looking at what God has done for someone else mm-hmm. and we're comparing it. Well, and I think that's even true in your marriage because some of us get stuck in, man, this is not 
perfect. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Look at this, the strides you've made. Look at the good things that, and look at the things that are good and that maybe used to not be great, but you've worked towards and step by step, one thing at a time. It's like, well, that's not an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is great. This is better than, this is, it may not be perfection, but it's moving towards great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's better every day because we've, you know, be thankful for, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I look around and I, this is mean to say, but I am more and more thankful for you every day when I see <laughs> other, other people. Sorry, that's not nice, but uh, well, I'm very thankful. But I, I'm always thankful for you, the way you, you love me and the way that you take care of me and the, that you look out for me and are sacrificial. Listen, when you see guys with messy hair, you're so thankful that I don't have any. <laughs> I, mine's not messy. I can guarantee you that. That's right. Well, and I think another thing, after you make your thankful list, is tell the people on the list what mm-hmm. you've what you're thankful for about them. And I don't know, maybe you maybe you do. Maybe you say, Hey, I I made a little list and I wanna let you know what I've written down mm-hmm. about you. Or just make it more organic. Maybe you're around the dinner table and you just you know, or in conversation, say, Hey, I just wanna let you know I'm really thankful for this about you. And don't make it generic, make it specific. Yeah. I'm really thankful that you whatever. Yeah. Right. And um, and I think do that to your kids too, because all kids are words of affirmation to some level. Yep. And um, and guys are too. I think a lot of men are words of affirmation. That's why Scripture tells wives to respect husbands. They need that. They need to hear that. that, that they're appreciated. And and um, and then uh, you know they say what's rewarded is repeated. Mm-hmm. So if you want an action to continue, reward it. But also, I think what we reward, we repeat. Yeah. Because now I'm focusing on it. And what I focus on is what I tend to focus on, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. Proverbs 16:24 says kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul. Yeah. And we all know that a gentle word turns away what? Wrath. Wrath. Yeah. And so try that. Stop, refocus, look away from being looking outward, look in, make that list. And share that list with the people that you've written those things about and uh, and say it in a kind way and and just see what that does. And take a week, take two weeks this week around Thanksgiving and practice that. And I think you're going to see a, a big difference in your heart. Anything else, Bob? No, that's good. I'm thankful for you. Yes, and we're thankful for all you guys who listen. And if you love this, share this with your friends. Share it on social when you see... On Facebook or Instagram, um, something come across, man, share that, like, subscribe, uh, all that kind of stuff, and man, that helps us, and uh, and hopefully helps you guys too. Have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, we are all